Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 782 of the Juice Box Podcast. As you know, the show is international, and because of that, we have listeners from all over the globe. Listeners from places like Germany, where Dexcom G7 is already available. So I'm able to bring you an interview today with Emily. She is the mother of a 12-year-old son named Henry. Henry has had type 1 diabetes since he was 8 years old. And Henry's been using Dexcom G7 for a few weeks. So we got Emily on to talk about it. And at the end, Henry will jump on and visit with us for a couple moments as well. How about that, huh? Nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please visit t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox, join the registry, take the survey. The whole thing takes you about 10 minutes. You help yourself, you help other people with type 1, you help the podcast. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Today's episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by U.S. Med. U.S. Med is dedicated to bringing you better service and better care. Where else would you want to get your diabetes supplies? Other than U.S. Med, that's where we get ours, Dexcom and Omnipod. To get started with U.S. Med, get your free benefits check at usmed.com forward slash juicebox or by calling 888-721-1514. U.S. Med has the brand new Libre 3. Go check them out. The podcast is also sponsored today by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor and the forthcoming Dexcom G7, which we're going to hear about today with our guest, Emily. So Dexcom G7 is not quite ready yet for the U.S. market, but it is available in a number of countries. And you can find out more about it and the Dexcom G6 at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. When you're looking into Dexcom, whether it's G6 or G7, whether you have type 1 or type 2 diabetes, whether you live in Germany, America, or somewhere else, please use my link, Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. There are links in the show notes of the podcast player you're listening in now and links at juiceboxpodcast.com. When you click the links, you're supporting the podcast. My name is Emily. I am a mom to a uh, my type 1 son, Henry. I guess that sounds terrible to say it that way. One of my sons, Henry, has type 1, and I'm his mom. I have one other son, and uh, he has, let's see, my son, Henry, is 12, and we're coming up on his four-year anniversary of his diagnosis. He was eight years old when he was diagnosed. Okay. All right. And you have one other child uh, younger, you said? I have an older son. Older. older. Okay. Who, who doesn't get to get talked about because it's a diabetes podcast. No, he doesn't get to get talked about. He just knows the look that I get in my eye if he gets up to go to the bathroom one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> no one's allowed to be too much in this house. You know, I just... That's right, Eve. As you just said, Henry's 12. He was diagnosed four years ago when he was eight. I, yes, correct. I, right, but please, hold on a second, Emily. We're already off track. I'm 90 seconds in, but let me just... Let me tell you so something. So sorry. No, it's my fault. I wrote 12... 
and then I wrote slash four, almost like a date, and then slash eight. And I thought, why don't I do that every time? Why don't I teach myself that it's age, length of time, and then age diagnosed? Why don't I make a shorthand for myself? I literally write it out in a, on a whiteboard in front of me every time someone says it. It took me 800 huh. episodes to realize I could have made it easier for myself. And I'm picturing it in my mind going, okay, what could go wrong with this system? But it does seem like a good one, right? I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm like, an, I, <laughs> no. I'm an, oh, no, no, I'm a moron. And I just realized that just now, I was like, why am I not like coming up with a system that makes this easier for myself? Unbelievable. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I really feel dumb. Anyway, so you live where? right now uh we live in bonn germany it's on the western side of germany okay but you're american i i'm hearing your voice i am american yes my husband is active duty military but we are not stationed at a u.s military installation that sounds fancy for some reason (laughs) i use all the fancy words um he he's uh, about to retire actually so we've spent much of our time at uh bases and Sports, things like that, U.S. military installations. Most people who are familiar with anyone who is American military living in Germany probably will assume we are uh, associated with the Ramstein Air Force Base, or um, I don't even know the other ones anymore, <laughs> Kaiser Slaughter and something like that. And we're actually just geographically separated. He's actually working with the uh, German military oh, I here see. in Germany. Oh, I see. So he's he's. he's installed somewhere where there's no housing. So you get to not, is that the idea? Correct. Yes. And that, and that affects uh, us as a type one family as well, because it affects our, we don't, we're not going to a giant U S hospital on a base somewhere for our uh, medical either. Oh, so you have to go local for your healthcare. That's correct. Yes. Does that pose a problem or is it workable? It has not my uh, the rabbit trail backwards here. My son was diagnosed when we were living in London, actually. And it was a similar scenario where my husband was working with the uh, UK military. And uh, so we're actually using the NHS for our uh, health insurance. And so that was an absolutely lovely experience that I wish everyone could have. Um, and so that's kind of how we started off. And then uh, we were nine months in the States for my husband to take a language course. And so we were back in kind of the regular military system at Walter Reed. And then we moved here. And uh, my so my husband took the language course, and he and I previously have learned some German in school, which when we were in school, they didn't treat languages as if it was going to be important to you. In right. the United States, it was as if it was like an art class or baking or something. It was, do you want to take French or mm-hmm. whatever? So we took we had, we happened to take German, and we've actually used it. Um, the clinic where my son is seen. Uh, they do speak some English, the doctor speaks English, but the rest of the people around the staff speak German, the forms we fill out are German. So in the training I recently had for the G7 was in German. So, um, it's definitely not for everybody, but we make it work pretty well. I think, I don't know if you know this, but when you translate diabetes from English to German, it's diabetes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Is this why you had such an easy time learning learning German? 
<laughs> it's possible. Yeah, some of some of the words are definitely uh, very similar. Well, that that sounds challenging, though. Honestly, filling out medical forms with so you had like a nine month class. I love that they took you away from Germany back to America. Ugh. To teach you a different language. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. So we were in London and had to move during the pandemic to the United States for my husband to be at home to do a virtual course the whole time. And there was definitely some times where I, especially when I was sick with COVID going, mm, so glad we did this. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't we have just sat in, by the way, couldn't we have just sat in the UK and learned German right? remotely? The, t- the time zone might've been a little easier. <laughs> okay. So you, uh, that's interesting. So you and he both do a brush up course. Do the kids have to learn German or do you do that to try to help them? So during the nine months that we were in the States, oh, schools were just in kind of a little bit of chaos, I guess you could say. Yeah. And so I thought rather than worrying about going back to school, not going back to school virtual or whatever, I decided to just homeschool my two kids for those nine months. They had been in a pretty competitive school in London. And so I thought the worst that would happen was that they just had a little bit of catching up to do when we got to Germany. And then also uh, we have been out of the United States for most of our kids' lives. We lived in Belgium before we lived in London. Mm -hmm. And um, so they actually haven't had things like U.S. history taught to them in school. So I thought, oh, this nine-month window, I can't mess them up too badly and uh, we'll get some stuff like U.S. history in before they go to Germany. And I also went ahead and taught them some German basics so that they're at least competitive. At, I don't not competitive. They're they're doing okay where their peers are in school and at their school that they're in. They are. It's an English lang- It's a primarily an English language school, and uh, they also teach German. But my kids are not behind on the German. I guess when you're in Belgium, are you in the French? Are you in the we were, Yes, we were in Wallonia. We were in the French-speaking okay. part. So Henry, actually, that's where he was first in school. And so he spoke some beautiful French <laughs> for a long time and now has forgotten all of it. Oh, isn't that disappointing? It is. Yeah, it really, that sucks. You're like, oh, I, I, here's going to be the happy part of the story. Your son speaks German and French and English. You're like, no, yes. none of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the only thing I get out of it is that they don't think it's weird or different or special that we speak more than one language because over here it's so normal. Okay. Well, so I don't get any kudos for that at all. When your husband retires, will you go home or will you? Uh, the plan would be if we, if possible, to stay overseas. Yeah, because you found a place you like. We like, I think when we were first married and he was in uh, the Air Force, we we did live in Germany for three years and we just really, really, really loved it. And um, it's always been something that we've tried to get back to. And so when we did get back to it, when we went to Belgium, it felt right and we just really like it. And then after Henry's diagnosis, we have found the healthcare systems overseas to be so much easier to navigate. And it just feels like he has more options in the future. If we were to stay here and secure that kind of uh, health insurance for him. Is the healthcare your main reason for staying or? No, No. I, I would not say it's the main reason, but I would say it would 
it's definitely a huge plus. Okay. All right. Well, listen, anybody who has contact with militaries on both sides and says to me, I want to live in Germany, I make a note. Maybe I should be moving to Germany. There we go. (laughs) I don't know what your husband knows that I don't know, but I'm I'm assuming it's something. (laughs) So, um... Anyway, I'm on my way. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I, I didn't know I was supposed to be getting out. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're not sending the evacuation signal quite yet. But... When, I, when I see the flare, I'll be on my way. That's right. You'll know. <laughs> okay, so Henry's had diabetes now for four years. Uh, he started in the UK. What technology did he have at diagnosis? So when we left the hospital, uh, they gave him a Libra to use when we left the hospital. Um, I was very fortunate uh, in our diagnosis. So during a difficult time, I was actually very, very fortunate. I have a very good friend of mine, uh, Lindsay, whose son Jacoby was diagnosed two years before Henry. And she hit the ground running with education and making sure everyone knew what she knew about diabetes. And so I had somebody I could immediately reach out to. And so one of the first things she said to me was, you need to get a Dexcom. (laughs) And so we talked about it at the hospital and the NHS was not covering Dexcom. They would cover the Libra. And um, then we, so we talked about doing the Libra, which was definitely better than nothing. Right. And it gave us as first time, uh, diabetes parents something to kind of ease our mind so we would be sneaking in in the middle of the night and instead of doing a finger poke we were just doing a scan on his arm with the libra it was very nice yeah i i think first of all you used her full name so i'll bleep it out for you later but oh i'm so sorry don't be sorry um but i recognize her name somehow are you both in my facebook group we are yes i actually recognize i know that must be I was stunned by it because there's like 30,000 people in there now, but I'm like, I know that name somehow. <laughs> Why does that name stand Yeah, out? that's fantastic. She, yeah, and she, I'm also friends with, uh, you'll have to bleep this out too, but Michelle. Oh, okay. Um, so she, I think I met her after I joined the group and we had a mutual friend in common. And then we kind of had a post in Juicebox podcast in common and became friends that way. And she was actually, she helped me out when we were in the States for the nine month period. And I, she is amazing. Yeah. I love her. A hundred percent. I don't know. She's been around forever too. Um, so you're saying I'm making friendships for people. Is that what yes. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I mean, I think you know that, right? I mean, I don't know anything. You, you should, I just live a life. You know what I mean? Like while you're all over here imagining something going on, I just got up and took the dog out and took a shower and you know, like that, kind of, I don't have anything special going on. <laughs> I wish. I know, but I, I think you, you're aware that the Facebook page especially is a lot about people connecting with other people and yeah. it's a big deal. I think when we can find somebody to, talk to in the middle of the night no for for certain and michelle really has been around forever i feel like okay um all right so you start with libre and i don't even know if it's libra or libre i don't even care and i don't know (laughs) and uh and libra shots or pumping how does that go no he was immediately on uh the shots okay uh with a pen or did they give you a uh or syringes uh, they gave us a pen. Okay. How long? Are, is he still using pens? 
He is still using pens. Yes. You guys like it? He likes it. What's the reasoning? He likes it. He, so, and this is something I have gotten from other people. So it's by no means original, but for us, the CGM is kind of like a seatbelt. It's not that he doesn't have a choice about it, but that is the kind of, that's what makes the car ride safer. Mm -hmm. So if he's not going to be finger poking all the time, there's got to be a CGM. So he doesn't really, he has choice about it, but he doesn't have a lot of choice about it because he's not going to pick finger pokes over the CGM. Okay. But um, it's his body. And apparently we taught him really well about body autonomy because he, when we first started talking about pumps during the first few months, he just told me, he said he didn't want something else on his body. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, Okay. And every once in a while, we revisit it. We've gone to some classes that the NHS had while we were still in London. Um, so he could see what it was about, um, maybe see another kid wearing it, maybe see someone his age talking about how what they liked about it. And he just, at this point, is still happy to be MDI. So we taught, we revisit it all the time. Uh, I mean, he's had three new endos in four years. So that we definitely have talked about it. <laughs> and those always want to know if he wants to go on a pump, but uh, nobody is pushing it because his uh, blood sugar is very good. So it's not a, it's not an immediate concern. It's definitely his preference. And for now his preference is the MDI. Is he, um, is he hit puberty yet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this last year, I don't, I guess for boys, it might be, well, not might be, it definitely is different because when you're in the middle of it, you're kind of going, oh my God, what is going on with the insulin and everything else? And then I look back at pictures from a year ago and I go, oh, well, yeah, he, he grew like a foot and, you know, he's, I've got to watch like hair when I'm putting a, a Dexcom on and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's definitely in the midst of that. Yes. Well, it's cool that you're able to keep, um, it's that, that you're able to keep your goals and, and with the MDI, that it's terrific. Is, um, is he real, is he, uh, persistent about his diabetes or are you the one that's like, Hey, your blood sugar's going up? Um, no, he's really good about he, I mean, we try to set his alarms at a wider range than we have our alarms set. So that I get an alert usually before he gets an alert, Mm -hmm. but he will often kind of be, he he will glance at it and let me know, Hey, this is what's happening. This is the trend. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I'm this and I'm going down, but it's, I'm not shaky or he, he does, he does keep a good eye on it usually actually. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, And, but if, if I, I'm hearing correctly that if you were somehow magically in charge and he didn't have an opinion, you'd get a pump. I would. Mm, <laughs> I would, I think just because from what I've been able to hear from other people about it, it takes a lot of the, I mean, obviously there's a lot of initial decision-making to get your algorithm and to get all those kind of stuff fine-tuned. But after that, it would be very nice to, you know, turn off the basil for sports or to use that so that, you know, the the basil IQ kind of thing for nighttime lows, that kind of thing, I think would be really nice. And I think he would enjoy that. But I think he's 
enjoying being successful with this right now and he understands it and mm-hmm. so maybe that's a factor and why he does not want to change but yeah i don't i don't think he should i just think that i was just wondering what your opinion was so oh no it yeah. is it's a funny thing too because i think a lot of people <laughs> i know when he was first diagnosed i had some people say oh he'll get on a pump and it'll be fine and I always laugh now because I see people in the group talking about their pumps and I'm like, oh my God, I know that once you get things set up, it's probably not that complicated, but it's not uncomplicated. And all these people who are just like, oh, he'll get on a pump. It'll be fine. And I kind of laugh because I'm like, well, <laughs> it's not the solution you think it is. And it's still, there's still a user that is, you know, yeah, there's a new learning programming curve. these things. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, new, <laughs> there's a new learning curve, <laughs> your settings are of course incredibly important but you don't realize well you you probably do realize but you have settings with mdi too they're just yes you know they're they're amounts and numbers that you use that work and so you have good settings now and when you move to a pump there might be some adjustment times where you're getting the settings right there too there's definitely a you're definitely starting over to some to some degree yeah it's not a magical answer to anything and I think that he'll go to a pump. He won't go to a pump. It, you know, at, at whatever. It, he'll always have this knowledge, I guess, yeah. to fall back on if he wants it. No, I, I completely agree with you. Okay, so here you are in Germany. It's where, <laughs> it's where you want to be, which is exciting. He's now using Dexcom G6, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, so we got the G6 about uh, two months into his diagnosis. We got We talked to our insurance and got it through our insurance. Okay. So the better part of of the four years he's been using Dexcom. Yes. How long ago did you realize that G7 was released in parts of your... So in September, he went to go see his endocrinologist for his regular quarterly appointment. And she just casually mentioned that, oh, as of next... Oh, no, sorry, in... In August. So yeah, in August, he went to go see her for his regular appointment. And um, she just kind of casually mentioned that, oh, yeah, starting next month, if we want, uh, she could write a prescription for the G7, just letting us know. <laughs> It'll be that easy. Don't worry. Just yeah. And I, yeah. And it was that <laughs> and easy. My hu- it did end up being that easy. My husband, who is kind of, I'm kind of the glass half empty look for problems before they happen and he's my counterbalance of everything will be fine no matter what <laughs> um he right away was like yeah let's get this prescription and i was going oh we still have you know so much time left on our g6 prescription surely the insurance is not going to approve this until we are out of our g6 and that was kind of my base of like oh i don't think they will and then we thought, well, we'll get the prescription at any rate. And we can, you know, the worst that could happen is they say no. Right. <laughs> and so we got the prescription and we, uh, we have a company here in Germany that acts as the kind of medical equipment procurer, which I know is very common in the United States as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lady we talked to there said, okay, I could definitely get it for you guys, but just so you know, with your insurance, it might get hung up on the fact that the FDA has not approved it because it's an American insurance. And so we said, okay, let's, so we submitted it to our insurance to see if it would be approved. And they actually pretty quickly approved it much to our surprise. No problem. Yeah. So yeah, I, I remember, I remember when it happened here. So you, you kind of have to like, 
my life is slightly different than yours in, in this, in this <laughs> thing, right? So I start getting emails from people that are like, hey, um, we need you to agree to an NDA. And I'm like, I already agreed to an NDA. I agreed to a lot of NDAs. I'm like, by the <laughs> way, right? Like, no, this is new information. Just respond back that um, you understand that there's a, um, I forget what they call it. I don't pay that close attention, but there, <laughs> you just sign it. I'm like, whatever. They're, you know, they're about to say something it, and you can't talk about it yet. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I have to agree. And then once I agree, then they send me the information. And the email comes and it's like Dexcom G7. I'm like, holy hell, like, this is great. Dexcom G7's coming. And I keep reading it and I'm like, UK, Ireland, Germany, Austria, Hong Kong. I'm like, I don't live in any of those <laughs> places. Hold on a second. And, you know, and I started going, oh, wow, it's going to come out first overseas before it comes out here. And now we're, you and I are recording on Halloween. And, yes. um, and by the way, you and I were supposed to record the other day, but we were both so sick, we just couldn't do it. <laughs> so like, yes. By the way, when you canceled, I was like, thank God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was, I felt so bad. I was like, I will drag myself out of bed if I have to, but I don't think you'll be able to hear half of what I can no. say because my voice is just gone. I was so dizzy on that day. I was like, that's fine. I'm just, it's okay. Let's move it. Uh, but oh. yeah, so it's not, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say it's not common or uncommon, but in the past, I don't remember Dexcom coming out in Europe before it came out in America. Am I wrong about that? So someone told me, they said, oh, when we were living in Germany, every, we got the gadgets first in Germany. It was awesome. They loved it. So I don't know yeah. if it came out first or not, but I was honestly, just from what I know about regulations and agencies and departmental government kind of stuff, I was just honestly surprised that Europe or the UK would get it before the US because mm -hmm. of those kind of things. Because whenever anybody kind of bemoans the FDA, I think, oh, well, it's like in Europe, it's like the FDA times a million. <laughs> like it's, it's not a fast process right. at all. So and then because I know there's been hangups with the apps and I thought, oh, well, there'd be more likely to be hangups here with the apps because they are more into the um, privacy and consent on all the different websites and apps and things like that so the fact that it came out here first was a complete surprise to yeah. me who knows nothing but it, i was surprised well i was stunned too as i got through the email i was like huh this is interesting because <laughs> and you know and then the public relations around it was clearly i mean i don't think it's a, a surprise to anybody like they don't start working on how to tell you about it the day before it comes out right like it's a process <laughs> and, you know, there's months and years of work that goes into things to launch products and stuff like that um, but I was like, wow, they have a real, there's a big launch here set up. And I thought, I mean, I have no idea. I am genuine. I'm being genuine. Like I don't know anything, but it yes. felt like they must've thought that the U S was going to kind of roll at the same time because I don't know, the, the marketing material looks to me like they were ready for it, I, I guess. And so I don't know what happened in the U S they got it kicked back one more time at the FDA um, but now you're hearing people talk about early 2023, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I had one person told me, you know, it would definitely be a Christmas miracle if it happened at the end of 2022. And I was like, okay, so I'm like, you know, kind of like picking through what I'm hearing and trying to figure things out. I think it's pretty obviously coming very soon to the U.S., hopefully. Uh, but you guys got it first. So this is, you know, so I'm like, well, how do I interview somebody about G7? Like, how do I, and then you were just like, I have it. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so 
Like this, I, think I was so excited to share it because it has been such a point of gossip almost of like, oh, what have you heard? What have you heard? What have you heard? Yeah. And oh, I've heard this about it. And I've heard this about the launch and all the details. And so it has just been such a boiling. And uh, of course, since we've only had the diagnosis for almost four years now, unlike so many people, we came in with the G6. Like I said, we've been really fortunate. So this is the first kind of leap in technology that we've experienced. Right. And so it's so like I, I feel like as far back as my son's diagnosis, people have been talking about this though. So it's a slow boil build of gossip about it. And I thought I like I shared it with like my people I care about, but like they still don't really get how big of a deal it was. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, I'll just put it on the juice box podcast page and then it kind of blew up more than I thought it would. So which I don't know why I thought people wouldn't be about it because it's so exciting. But well I definitely expected it once I saw your post. But let's like I really want to dig into it. So um you just said it was a big leap. Was it a big leap because it's the first time you guys have experienced a leap in technology or is the G7 actually that much different than the G6? Arden has been getting her diabetes supplies from US Med for quite some time. And here are just a few reasons why. U.S. Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they carry everything from your insulin pumps to your diabetes testing supplies, the latest CGMs like Libre 3 from Freestyle, and the Dexcom G6. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems nationwide, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, they're the fastest-growing tandem distributor, and they're also the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. With over 1 million diabetes customers served since 1996, US Med is offering you better service and better care. Not to mention, always, always giving you 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. Sounds pretty easy, right? 888-721-1514. You can call them at that number or go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox. And don't forget, US Med has the Libre 3. If that's what you're looking for, they've got it. Check them out. So in just a moment, we're going to get back to Emily, and she's going to talk all about Dexcom G7. But for the moment, I'm here to tell you about the G6 and Dexcom in general. What are you getting when you have a continuous glucose monitor? With the Dexcom G6, you're seeing the speed, direction, and number of your blood sugar. I can pull my phone up right now. Arden's in class. It's an evening time. I can see that her blood sugar is 107, and it is uh, rising. Looks like she had a little bit of a lower blood sugar. Well, I can see what's going on here, actually. Why do I have to act like I don't know? Um, looks like she had a little bit of a low as she was getting ready to go to class. She must have drank a juice for that. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. And then came back up, and her blood sugar is leveling off. Isn't that cool? I can see that on my phone. Actually, up to 10 people can follow your blood sugar with Dexcom. Myself, uh, I'm watching right now. My wife is following on her phone, and actually Arden's roommate follows at college. Anybody you want can follow your CGM. It's up to you. They can also see rates of speed, direction changes, arrows, get alarms. That's the kind of stuff. Like, you know, I said Arden had a little bit of a low before she went to class. She was actually taking a nap. She's at college. 
I saw the falling blood sugar. I called her on the phone. I said, hey, where are you at? She goes, I'm sleeping. And I said, well, your blood sugar is falling. So do something. And she said, okay. And that was, uh, we talked about like 20 seconds, just like that. You can do that stuff too. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Make knowledge your superpower with the Dexcom G6. Just get started today. There's a button right there. It says, get started with Dexcom G6. You click on it, boom. And before you know it, you've filled in a tiny bit of information and you're on your way. I don't know if it does on every browser, but if you're on my page and then you try to leave, like you try to close the browser window, but you haven't done anything yet, it says, hey, before you go, are you interested in a free Dexcom G6 sample? Question mark. Well, maybe I am. Our 10-day trial empowers you to make more informed decisions and delivers a new level of diabetes management. Request a sample. Who knew? I mean, I knew. But now you know, too. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Head over, get your sample, get started, do whatever you want to do. Just do it with my link, please. I think you're right. It's, it's definitely a perspective as far as for us, it's the big leap that we've had. So we don't pump, we don't do any of that stuff. So we don't loop. Um, so we've gone from the G6 to the G7. It's for us, it's a big leap for other people. I definitely can see people thinking eh, it's different, but it's not huge. Um, honestly, though, the, the warm up time alone feels like I'm somehow light years in the future from where I was a couple weeks ago. Okay. All right. So let's, let's kind of make a list of things that are changed and then we'll go through them one at a time. So the warm up, okay. the warm up time has significantly decreased. Yes. Okay. So what was two hours before and now it is 30 minutes and we have found the two. So we, we changed it last night for the first time. And the first time we put one on, when we looked, when we started everything, the app gave us a 24 minute warm up time. And uh, yesterday it was a 25 minute warm up time. So it wasn't even 30 minutes. Okay. And, and let, I'm going to keep jumping ahead for a minute, then we'll come back to warm up. So warm up the size, the size is obviously different, right? Like, yes. The, and it's disposable now. So size disposable, uh, the, um, inserters different. Yes. Right? And I think the, uh, grace period is a big deal too. And there's a grace period, which, yeah, we're going to hold up till last. Cause that is a big deal. Uh, is that it? Warm up size, disposability, inserter. No. Um, and then the app has changed the app too. Has changed. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, Emily, let's do it. This is it. I am, I'm actually excited. Like there's, I know people probably think I get product before other people, but I don't. And so, I, you know. Yeah. Cause you can't on this one. Yeah. Well, not only that, it just doesn't, there, there are so many rules about how these companies can like do stuff like this, like marketing or, or even like testing. Like it's, you have no idea. Like even when we got Omnipod five, it had to go through our insurance. And if our oh, wow. and if our insurance wouldn't cover it, then Arden couldn't get it. Like, it was like that easy, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't. There's no ways around these things. Uh, anyway, 
So, okay, so warm-up time right now, Dexcom G6. You uh, you know, take off your sensor bed, pop out your transmitter, clean off your transmitter, put on a new sensor bed, put in the new transmitter, um, connect it to the app, and then two hours later it comes online. But that's not yes. how this works anymore. So... No. So process? we go, let's see, we go in and on my son's app, he uses a phone for his, he does not use the receiver, uses his phone. Mm-hmm. And um, you just uh, say, I think, I think it's change sensor. He's not with me. So he's, his phone is with him. That's okay. <laughs> um, so it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's like end session or change sensor, something like that. There's two different options. And um so we go to let, let's see, we went to change the sensor. Um, the applicator is really easy and there's a huge instructional with pictures as well that comes with it. That is easy to follow just in case you get a little mixed up about what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course we wash our hands. We wipe the sensor site. We, and you don't have to take, it's not going to, send data from both to his phone at the same time, of course, because he's got a Bluetooth with one of them and not the other, but you don't have to take off the other one before you put on the new one because they're not sharing a transmitter anymore. Okay. Hold on a second. So I- I'm, I'm a little over work. Sorry. I, no, I'm sorry. I, 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 try, I translated the word confused and I tried to slip it in in German, but I must have not done a good job. <laughs> I, I'm a little confused. I want to make sure I understand. Henry's yes. Henry's wearing a G7. It's the day to switch. Yes. His G7 is giving information to his phone. We can see his blood sugar. You put on a new one. It's got a warm-up time, but during the warm-up time, you're still seeing the old one? No. no. As soon as I... Because it still requires the warm-up time, but I, I don't have to take off the other one before I put the other one on because I'm not sharing any components between the two. I see. So it's not like you have to take off the old one, disconnect it, shut it down, or it confuses the process. Exactly. It okay. just wants to, the only thing it wants to do is connect new Bluetooth to the new sensor. So what is the reasoning why I would put the new one on, but not take the old one off? I don't know. Okay. There's no, like, <laughs> I guess okay. I, there's no, I don't think there's a reason to. And honestly, at first I was wondering if we would not have a lapse of uh, numbers because of there's no transmitter to share. But um, I guess it's just, I, I don't know why you would not take off the other one, but just in case you were like, Oh, I'm in a hurry and I just need to pop this one on. So the warm up can go or whatever. I see what you're saying. You know, okay. All right. have to take the other one off. Right, or, that's all. I, I don't. I <laughs> Emily, I thought you were getting to some sort of exciting announcement, and then that turns out. No, just... <laughs> even though we wondered, we wondered. We that's, that was our big experiment last night. Was yeah. to be like, can we do this? Because it kind of seems like you might be able to, but no. It's... Okay. All right. So the warm up time is is listed as thirty minutes, but you are getting shorter times. Like it's almost like it calculates it once it's on. We put it on, we go through the screens where you have to verify the site you use, that kind of thing. And once we say start sensor and put in the number, um, it the first time it immediately told us 24 minutes remaining. And the second time yesterday that we uh, put in the new sensor, it said 25 minutes remaining. Okay. And is everything still kind of scanner based if you're using your phone? Like there's a box with a code on it, you scan it with your phone, like that kind of stuff? So this time it's the applicator that has the scan code or the number 
and or the number of both of them on there. Um, so it's a QR code. And it also has the number in pretty big uh, font. And it's actually on the applicator that you can find the uh, sensor number. Okay. And the applicator sort of looks like... I don't know how to describe it. So it's like a little cup almost, right? Like a, I was, yeah, like a small yogurt cup or something. Okay. Around that size. And then what do you do? You pull off the adhesive. So there is a screw top on the, the front of it. So pardon me. Don't worry. You're fine. I appreciate you doing so, this. Later, so. <laughs> um, so you just screw the top off of it. So if it was like some sort of a single serve yogurt, that mm. you had the screw top on you screw the top off. It's very, I, I found it very easy to screw the top off of. And um, it's just kind of right there in the, in is, the is mechanism al- that deploys it. Is it already exposed, the, the adhesive, when you screw off the top? No, um, you're fine. Yeah, but it's it's kind of within the canister a little bit. So it doesn't seem, it's not... There's nothing pressing about it. Sorry. No, no, no. We, we want to get the story out of you before you die. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing I do. Do you want to stop and drink something? Or? <laughs> I did. Thank you. Okay. Let me take another one here. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you straighten yourself out because I'm trying to understand something, and I think I do, but I want to make sure. So. So what, what, let me say this. With G6 right now, right? I take the sensor, it, you know, and it's got the applicator. It looks like that spaceship from Star Wars. That is what it yeah. looks like, right? And you <laughs> and you pull off the tabs. There's two tabs that expose the adhesive. You touch it to your skin, and then you push the button. But now you're saying, I have this kind of small thing, maybe the size of a small yogurt cup, and then I, I screw the end off of it. And when I do, the adhesive is exposed already, or I have to still pull off paper from it? You don't have to pull anything off of it. You, there is a part of basically where the cup would touch your arm that needs to be depressed against your arm. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not doing that, so if you are if you unscrew the cap and look inside, you can see the sensor and everything inside, but it's down further inside the cup. I see. So there's, there's no worry that, oh, I'm going to touch the adhesive and mess things up or anything like that. But there's nothing to peel off. You unscrew it. There's a seal on the screw part so you know it's sealed at some point mm-hmm. um and, and you break that seal when you unscrew it and then like i said you can look inside of it and you can see everything is just a little bit deeper inside the cup so that there's no worry that i'm gonna like i said touch it maybe screw up the adhesive or do something weird right so and, i'm i'm not an engineer but i'm starting to imagine because at first when you said screw top i was like why is it a screw top but it's probably reasonably airtight so that the adhesive doesn't dry out maybe that's what the screw is about like makes a seal it's possible i think it it is a nice tight seal when Mm -hmm. you when you're first opening it but i also think um and somebody actually mentioned this in the group and i hadn't thought about it it i feel like that if you had any sort of mobility or um, joint issues, unscrewing the cap would not be a problem. Comes off very simply. Yes. Yeah. Seal is also. You don't have to have. Yeah. So there's just a little tiny seal on it. I think just, you know, the peace of mind that no one's 
touched anything inside, I guess it's sealed up, but that's it's not like it's hard to break the seal or anything like that. It's very easy to unscrew. Well, that's really amazing. And you made me think of the singer seal who also is in great shape. He's also a nice tight seal. If you think about it, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's I'm, keeping it tight. I mean, he really is. So I mean, he's an older man and he looks terrific. So I, don't know. I would never think of him as an older man. So he's definitely keeping it. Do tight. we want to know how old he is? Hold on a second. <laughs> no, <laughs> let me keep, let me keep my, the nineties just happened 10 years ago. Oh, Emily seal uh, is 59 years old. No, um, that makes you old. Doesn't it? Well, no, no, my mom, my <laughs> wife and I had a conversation last night where I said, we are right at the age where people are going to start dying from our childhood and it's going to oh, shock you. Okay. And I'm like, like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like a front oh, man yeah. from your famous, your, your, like the best band you loved when you were in high school or yeah. something like that. And you're going to be like, Oh God. Well, because it's already happening where they report somebody died and they report the age and I'm like, Oh, they weren't very old. And it's like, they were in their sixties, mm-hmm. which is not very old. And I'm going, well, that's not that old. Like, that's not old. Yeah. And now they're going to, like you said, it's going to be people that are beloved from our childhoods. And they're not going to talk about it being, like, tragic. They're just going to talk about people yeah, dying. He lived because... a good long time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, let's think. All right, hold on. Who, who, who's the singer of Aerosmith? Um, my God. Uh, Tyler D- Perry. No. Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry is the uh, oh, director. My- God, I just, it's I Stephen Liv, Perry. Liv Tyler, isn't it Stephen Tyler? Like, Tyler, right. Stephen Tyler. Right. Oh, Do you know God. how old Stephen Tyler is? This is hard though, because he's looked old for forever. I don't care. I want you to guess. <laughs> is he seventy-eight? Seventy-four. Mick Jagger is seventy-nine. <laughs> and Ozzy's still alive. I don't even know how I that know. happened. Yeah, but. <laughs> just he's probably pickled but that's not the point all right so okay so now we've got this i'm sorry people are like could you talk about the g7 you <laughs> asshole <laughs> i'm like no damn it this, these are the things that matter things got important you said tight seal that made me think that seal the singer was in good shape and now we know that ozzy's 73 just be happy and entertained you'll find out about the g7 as we go did you not hear emily coughing i had to help her <laughs> Okay, so we screw the cup off. You touch it to your skin. I guess you hold it still, and then what does it? You kind of have you have to press it in a little bit. So there's kind of this plastic rim around the outside that's exposed once you take the screw cap off, mm-hmm. and it it goes. It, it can be pressed in and out like it's on a spring, and it has to be like compressed in order for the button to work. To uh, during. During that compression, Emily, are you sticking the adhesive on or no? No. Okay. So you you compress it down a little bit, then you just push a button? You push a button. It's much quieter, I find, than the G6. So mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone has uh, any sensory issues around that button. I know my kid would always flinch <laughs> when yeah. we hit the button for it, which I totally get. But uh, this one, it's a lot quieter when you hit the button, you know, and it won't, if you're not compressing it properly, it won't let you hit. It won't, it won't fire. if you're hitting the button, it will not deploy. Okay. And so, uh, has your son described whether or not it's feels similar to a G6 going in? He said he didn't feel it. So 
sometimes he feels, sometimes he says that about the G6. Sometimes he gives us a, oh, it hurt more than normal. Or, you know, it's, he always kind of gives us the review, the Yelp review right away afterwards. <laughs> Every and, time, um, right? This one wasn't yeah. bad. This one sucked. Yes, this that hurt. Like, <laughs> as I'm doing the three times around going, oh, I'm glad or oh, I'm sorry. And, <laughs> um, so, and I totally just did that as if you can see me. <laughs> oh, you, you were talking <laughs> Three about times r- running your finger around the adhesive <laughs> yeah. of the G6 to hold it down. So when Arden, when Arden's Omnipod goes on, if it hits a spot where it like stuns her, you know what I mean? Like I, I used to yes. like kind of tickle her skin a little bit and then around it. And she got to an age where one day she just reached out and moved my hand and she's like, do, do not do that. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. <laughs> we grew out of that, huh? Okay. So okay, so I, you're you're really so paying you, attention. So you used to like push down the adhesive for him on the G six and then you would get his review. But is there even anything yes. to push down now? Do you still do that with the G seven? There is. So once you click the button, it it does the adhesive and everything it, it, it puts the sensor in the adhesive it, it, and you pull the cup away and it's all there. The adhesive is there. Everything is just there. It looks mm-hmm. very similar to what the Libra looked like um, from my memory. Mm-hmm. And you are, there is a very thin adhesive that goes around it still. And so they do still ask that you do the three times around pushing on the thing. Yeah. yeah. And right. uh, each, each uh, box does also come with an overlay. So now you don't have to ask them for overlays. Um, each box comes with its own overlay. So I guess if it looks a little funky right from the beginning, you could throw the overlay on over it right away. Or as time goes on, you can see. Is Henry um, using it? The overlay? We, so the first time we used it last week, I since I was doing a video of it because I was so excited... <laughs> Um, I was doing it one handed, so I did not, it was not my best application. And so I went ahead and put the overlay on for the first sensor that we used. And on his, on the back of his arms, um, he tends to have with the G6, even with the overlay stuff would start to come up and we'd have to put another overlay on. So even with my kind of not so great application of it with the overlay and everything it actually stayed on really really well the first time yeah um the weight is lesser right i in so and i know that you have talked about this on a previous podcast with what they call the um z height Mm -hmm. yes i think that makes a huge difference it's not getting caught on anything Okay. and so nothing is snagging it and i think that makes kind of a big difference on the overlays effectiveness mm-hmm. and the adhesive and the adhesive in general being able to work better because it's not if it's the farther away from the body it is the more i'm imagining like drag there is you know and it can get caught yes. on, caught on more things and even just um i don't know what the word is because i didn't pay attention in school but you know what i mean like just the you know the far i don't know like think about holding a broom out at its end like the farther you know, the the closer to the middle you're holding the broom, the more control you have over it. So, exactly, I, I, I guess the same thing is happening there. Uh, well, well I think it's it's slightly lighter, it's smaller. It, it's like there's just less drag around it. Right. I guess. Plus, if he was a race car, less wind resistance. So that'll be great. Exactly. Get some more <laughs> miles. So fast. Get some more miles per gallon out of him. Um, <laughs> Which but, right now is would be really nice. <laughs> okay, so now it's on. The size is. 
I mean, has he mentioned the size? Like, this is easier, better? Um, I mean, it doesn't stick out of your clothing anymore, I would guess, right? Like, how far off the skin does it feel like it is? It is so, I don't, I feel kind of bad for Dexcom because I know everybody's seen them compared to like, I don't know, what was it, like a quarter or something like that. It doesn't do it justice how small it is. And I think it really, it ends up being that Z height because the G6 transmitter is not just sitting on the skin. It's sitting on top of like the sensor kind of carrier thing on top of the skin. Right. And the Dexcom G7 is really just this quarter sized sensor transmitter sitting right on top of the skin. Got you. How about, so good. I'm sorry. It's also, so it's not just that it's the distance from the skin to the top of the sensor is so slim. I think it's also, there's, there's like no real 90 degree angles either. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's almost shocking how much smaller it seems, even though when I put the trans, like if I put the G6 transmitter next to it, it doesn't seem crazy smaller, but there's just something about it on his skin where I'm like, it is so much smaller. And right away, he just said he couldn't he couldn't feel it. And I thought he was giving me another review on the uh, <laughs> insertion, which it is a different insertion because instead of the needle going in at an angle, like it does off of the G6 spaceship, it does go straight in. And I don't know if that makes a huge difference on how it feels going I was, in. But yeah, for- I was going to bring that up. Like now it's a 90 degree insert and it used to be more yeah. like a 45, right? I guess. Yeah. So I don't know if that is part of what's making it, better for him so far but he so far is just kind of laughed and gone oh yeah i didn't feel that at all so that's excellent hey um did did henry have compression lows ever with g6 he did (laughs) a lot (laughs) are you seeing them with Uh, g7 we have not seen any with the g7 see this is my if you you listen to the podcast you know like two years ago when i was interviewing someone with dex from dexcom i was like hey is this going to cut down on compression lows feels like this would con- cut down on compression lows. And they're like, well, we can't say that. They can't say anything because they, <laughs> they didn't test it. You know what I mean? But it just yes. makes sense. So He just, because even if he's laying right on it, he's never going to be laying on it at an angle, I think, that does that. It really that. puts but a lot just, of pressure on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we haven't had, we had none. No, no, com- no compression lows at all. Oh, that's great. How many has he worn so far, do you think? Oh, of uh, the G6s? No, the G, well, G6 for four years, but how many G7s have you been through so far? So this is his second G7. Wow, you guys are so new to it. Oh, this is so cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So when the first one came off, um, now different than G6, G6, you take off and you're like, oh, don't lose the transmitter. This one you rip off, it, go- <laughs> it goes right in the trash, right? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Which still feels really weird. Like there's part of me that's like, should we keep it just in case? Something that did so much for you. Right? Like for 10 right. days. And then you're like, you're done. It goes Goodbye. right in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> That's how people feel when they get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> like it obviously goes in the trash. But, but we bought a house to get. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> I guess I'm done. Thank you. Um, so right in the garbage. But you have that feeling still of like, oh, I shouldn't be throwing this out. That'll go away. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he must be. Gosh, I, I I don't know. Is he around? Will I get to talk to him at some point? Yes. Yeah. Is. All right. Cool. Let's keep talking. But I'm gonna. I want to grab him up. I want to get his feeling about it. Um. So we've talked about the inserter. The inserter is is it recycling or garbage when you're done with it? 
so uh, I don't know it's for got the, the needle states. In it. when yeah. I yeah when I look at it I feel like the top part could possibly be recycled but um the the cup part I think not there's too much still going on inside of it okay all right so so it's... you could potentially grab stuff out of there if you really wanted to but then the part where the button is is more of a rubbery kind of a material so i don't even know if that would be not a recyclable thing gotcha yeah um do you find the inserter the 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 yogurt cup which now the internet's going to call it a yogurt cup and that'll be your fault emily but um the (laughs) the yogurt cup (laughs) inserter um is it feel like it's uh material wise is it commiserate to the old inserter or is it does it look like they were able to use less material what do you think i think it uh, so i have i actually kept one of the old ones just so i could kind of look and give you a better idea um it looks so much it's obviously a different shape but it definitely looks smaller less materials than the old one okay oh cool well i hope that's true now what about i think to the packaging is less as well the box is much smaller and it's not so, and how they, um, so they're all in their own box. Um, but the, there's no like plastic packaging. Oh, okay. So this little, uh, cube box I'm imagining, I open yes. it, I open it up, the inserter comes right out. It's not wrapped in anything or anything like that. So no, it's, the box. it's just the, the yogurt cup comes right out. The yogurt cup comes out of the box. <laughs> and then you yeah, so then you compress the spring and push the button and it's on. Yep. Nice. All right. <laughs> uh we talked about the app. So you said the app on your son's phone is now different, is that right? Yes. Okay. Did he have to so, update the app he had or did he have to delete the app and put on a new one? We did not have to delete the G6. It just is not working anymore. But so we had to get a new the G7 app right. from the App Store. So a new app. And um, what do you think of it? Is it a, I haven't seen it yet. So I really like it. I am sure that there are people who will not like it. Obviously people are people in that regard. Um, And like I said, we don't pump. So there might be things that other people are wishing were on it that aren't on it that we don't even notice. But I really like the way the app is organized. And I think so uh, we were in the States, we were using uh, SugarMate mm-hmm. to follow his numbers more easily. And um, when when that kind of went wonky, we went back to Dexcom here. And um, I feel like they've taken, not everything, but they've taken in a lot of consideration of what people like about some of the other apps besides Dexcom that they use. Mm -hmm. And they've incorporated some of those things into the new G7 app. So I think the number one thing people would probably want that they did not incorporate is the rate of change. Yes. I know. I saw that. (laughs) But um, they do have different alarms that you can now set for uh, if it's falling at a certain rate or rising at a certain rate, which is better than the last app. Okay, good. So there's more functionality with the alarms. Um, yes. And then there's kind of like tabs across the bottom, right? Like glucose, then history. There's and- a, there's glucose, uh, history, connections, and profile. And they each have their own little icon that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> on the glucose uh 
tab, page, whatever it is, um, you can, so you can see what you're used to seeing from Dexcom on that page, which is the chart with his, uh, with the numbers and the dots. Um, there's a plus sign. And if you go to the plus sign, you can go right from that plus sign to add meals, carbs, exercise, uh, long acting insulin, uh, quick acting insulin. Putting notes, putting notes into the yes. of things you've done. Yeah. Okay. So you can do that just right from that page. You can also do that from the history page so you can see what you've had in there. And you can also add things in from the history page. Okay. And then on the glucose app, I think something that I didn't fully realize until we had the app going was that you literally just scroll further on that page and it gives you your clarity information. Okay. okay. And that I think for some people that's going to be maybe a nightmare of too much information that they don't want to see all the time. But, but it's not, it's not something you have to see though, right? Like the, no, the app you is have set up to like, scroll. Yeah. Like cards, right? Like that's how they were talking about it when they were on. Like, so one screen or a card is your graph and then you can yes. go to history to see a different card with information. What is connections? Um, so the connections is just, uh, Ooh, I think that's just like the followers basically. Oh, okay. That like makes sense. Following. People who are following and then your profile is probably just a little bit of information about your account. Um, you can, yeah, still- the profile, it gives you a countdown of how many days you have left on the sensor okay. and it's done in a much more friendly way for my 12 year old, oh. <laughs> instead of going into the settings and kind of giving me the date readout of exactly what time it's going to end. It has a, a system of kind of like blocks that are there's 10 blocks and then one comes off of it for every oh, day and it gives you it also tells you this many days remaining makes it very visual yes it's a good idea which it's nice just to glance at and it also uh, from that uh, tab will allow you to connect to apple for so we have iphones it, and it allows you to connect to apple health if you would like to mm-hmm. and we have not done that so far on his, but I will be looking into it when I have more than a couple seconds to yeah. rub together. <laughs> I, I have Arden's attached to Apple health and it's, it's helpful, honestly. Yeah. Um, and oh, so on that graph, still three, six, 12, 24 hours. I can see that it does. It's, it still goes landscape or, or yes. portrait. What are the, um, I found a picture of it now while you're looking at it. So across the top three, six, 12, 24 hours, then there's three dots to the right of it. What is that for? Do you know? It's a menu. Ooh, it has to be a menu, to, right? Let me let me call my son in here for a second okay. to see, or I'll text him because that's the way we all communicate. My father would be bellowing right now, Scott. <laughs> Normally, I would, but you know, I lost my voice, and then, so. I'm, and then I'm coming to the room, going like, "Oh God, did I do something wrong?" Or like, yes. well, "How's this gonna go?" <laughs> I was usually in trouble when it was me as a kid. Yeah, but, uh, no, I, we like I, to do that to our kids every once in a while just to keep them on their toes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> you get the bellow, get in here, and they yeah. come in. Yes. Like, what do you want for dinner? Good job today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job today. <laughs> you did it. You didn't piss me off too much. It's not going through. All right. So now I'm going to bellow for him here. Henry, could you come here, please? Yeah. Oh, it makes me think of uh, Goodfellas. Is it Goodfellas? <laughs> Henry! Henry! 
What was that? That was uh, the little guy. God, I can't think of anybody's name. I'm so old at this point. Um, Pesci. 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 Hendry! (laughs) Okay, so... Okay, so the three little dots is basically a really quick way to get into all your different alerts if you want to change them from that page as well. Oh, okay, cool. That's excellent. He's, and now, what about your app? Did your follow app change at all or no, not yet? No, it is the same, which honestly was a little bit of a relief because um, I didn't, it was just, it was easier the first time <laughs> we were doing everything to go, oh, okay, it's working great. Yeah. So it, it went perfectly with our follow apps, but we don't have a new follow app yet, which I know from previous uh, podcasts you've done that that's, I'm sure, something they're working on. But for now, it's the same follow app. It's just his app that's different. My last question about the graph is, you know how you look at the graph and you kind of infer things from it, like the pitch of the line tells you stuff. None of that's changed graphically. No, it's still the same. They have a different layout for us that is, um, it's it's like a different background, basically. It's it's brighter than mm-hmm. it was. Color scheme's a little different, but... but the, the color way- scheme's a little different, but otherwise, and now I'm looking at his phone, and is it not let you do landscape? I don't think so. So his, yeah, on his app, it's not letting him do the is landscape. He, is he Android or iPhone? iPhone. Is it there is a landscape lock in the main screen? He might have it. He might have the whole phone locked. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, you figure that out. <laughs> but yeah. So so it looks it basically looks the same with the dots and everything else. Okay. And the arrow the arrow I think is slightly different than it was. So where it actually tells you your number and gives you the arrow, mm-hmm. the the design of it is slightly different, but it's basically the yeah. same. It looks updated, but similar. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have one more question for you that I'm going to grab Henry, if that's okay. Okay. Um, that's fine. The, I want to understand the grace period, how that works. Okay. So what, what does that even mean? Because they're pushing it. And then I started listening and I was like, that makes sense to me that that's a big deal. So what does it what, explain to me how it works functionally for you? So you start getting the the same messages of, you know, your sensor is going to expire in 24 hours, 12 hours, six hours, three hours. And then once it actually expires, it just doesn't stop. It says you basically says you now have 12 hours to change it. So if you wanted to change it before you could, of course, but then it's just, it's basically, it's extended for 12 hours, no matter what. Okay. So it's interesting to me because there's definitely been times where a sensor has been uh, failing or something's been wrong with it. And so we've had to change it early and we know that the time that we're changing it is not a good time. So it's Mm -hmm. normally a time that he'd be at school or it's the morning or something like that. And so we have to think ahead with the G6 to go, okay, well, the next time we change it, we're going to have to change it the night before or, you know, earlier than we planned on changing it. So we're not getting the full 10 day use out of it. Um, and so for this, it's definitely that 12 hours. It's a, it's a big deal. It's hard to explain to somebody, I guess, who doesn't use these, what a big deal that is to be able to say, um, we'll, you know what, we'll change it in the morning or we're going to go out to dinner right now. And it's, you know, let's just wait till after dinner 
Um, you basically get the freedom of the entire 24 hour clock to decide when it happens. Instead, yes, because 12 of being, hours is such a huge yeah, window. Yeah. I, I listen, I, I, I think I said this to Jenny in an episode recently, but we had to months before Arden left for college, we were like, Hey, we've got to get your CGM on a better set on a better, um, uh, what am I looking for? Uh, you know, a better like schedule schedule. Thank for- my God, Emily. Thank you. A better schedule because <laughs> schedule. I couldn't come up with the word schedule. So the COVID still has me a little bit, Emily, but that's okay. Um, because, it just happened that one time, right? Like you got this this sensor that just it just went off before you expected it to. We lost one at like eleven, twelve o'clock at night one time, and then every time we changed it, we'd say to ourselves, "Let's set an alarm for nine days from now, <laughs> and we'll just change it in the evening. We'll get ahead of this." And we kept—I swear to you—we kept screwing it up and screwing it yeah. up to the point where we started writing it on stickies around the house because she, I, I didn't want Arden to have to change her CGM at midnight. Yes. You know, when she was at college, because then all that comes with it, forget it just being not pleasant to do when it's it's late at night. But now you had, but with G6, a two hour warm up window. Yes. And then, you know, you also are like, you're a little like eh, the first couple hours, you know what I mean? You're not sure what you're getting yeah. as far as readings go. <laughs> and um, and so it just took us forever. But now basically we could have just done it whenever we wanted to. Yes, and I think it's interesting, too, because the 12-hour grace period is so nice, of course. It makes so much sense. But also, my husband and I kind of had to laugh a little bit because we were kind of going, well, with the 30-minute warm-up, I don't know when is not a good time to change it. It's so quick. quick. Yeah, really, you you gained that, too. Now, I guess my last question for you is, what about accuracy? Are you noticing? What are you seeing? So for us, the G6 within the first 24 hours was always, we tend to be the kind of people who we, since we are on the MDI and not the pump, we basically believe Dexcom unless we have reason to not believe Dexcom. Mm -hmm. So unless he's feeling a certain way or something doesn't seem right with the number to us, we basically go, that's probably right. And whenever we've had to do a finger poke, it's generally been okay. Um, With the G6, um, I know in the first 24 hours, we just get used to, okay, the numbers kind of are a little crazy at first. You end up doing a few finger pokes in the first 24 hours just to kind of see how far off it is. Yeah. and with this, we did some finger pokes and it was like just right from the beginning, it was on. Oh, that's great. And we never really had, you get the kind of scattered, I don't know how to describe that first 24 hours where sometimes you get that kind of scattered shot kind of look to your graph. Mm-hmm. That still happens, but it's more, t- it's like tighter. <laughs> so so not, not as I, much of a, ba- I, I, so listen, I, I, I have to say, just for clarity, like generally speaking, Dexcom works really well for Arden and we'll yes, either for us as well. Yeah. On G6, I'll either see like the last one she put on was good to go. Like, I don't even know how to describe it to you. Like she had it on for two hours. I was like, Hey, just test and make sure that number's right. Spot on super smooth graph. Always fine. Um, the one prior to that, the first couple of hours, I think four or five hours that it was on, I kept saying to her, like, hey, don't dose off that number, like, check it, you know, like, but and they were, they weren't wildly off. But then all of a sudden, one time it was like, 
your blood sugar's, you know, this. Now suddenly it's 80 points higher. And five minutes later, it yes. wasn't again. I was like, whoa, you know, like, I'm like, this one's not settled in yet, which is usually how I end yes. up thinking of it, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, this one hasn't settled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great technical yeah. term. It hasn't it hasn't settled in yet. But that is, I mean, I've, I, I don't know that I can remember the last time I've had to say to her, take that off. That one doesn't work. I mean, it's maybe happened like two or three times in all these years. You know what I mean? So, Yes, um, for us, even when one is not great right away, it eventually comes around. And sooner rather than later for yeah. us is where we've been very lucky. Um, we've had a few where they've just been terrible and we all laugh about it, but it, it's been mostly wonderful for us. So we definitely don't have any complaints that way, but it did, it, it felt different in the first 24 hours. So even being somebody who, who likes the G6 and who found it to be good, um, I still found a difference, a better difference in the first 24 hours of the G7. And then throughout the 10 days, um, we, with the G6, there would be times where, you know, if it goes too low or too high, uh, there's just times where it's like, the we're going to take, it just feels like the sensor is going to take a break for a few, for a little bit. And you're kind of going, yeah, it, it was an extreme number. So I get it. Right. And that just, it didn't happen at all with Great. the G7. We didn't have, we had some slight disruptions where it would tell him that, um, oh, it's the, uh, that he'd basically been too far from his phone, even if he had not, but it came back on right away. So the disruptions were just minimal to nothing. That's great. I, I do find myself wondering how long it'll be until the integration happens, like, you know, G7 to uh, Control IQ, uh, G- yes. G7 to Omnipod 5. You know, how long till the DIY community figures out how to do G7 <laughs> to looping, you know, like all that stuff. Um, but it's super, I mean, listen, from my from my perspective, as a person who's been using this stuff for a long time with his daughter, the size change alone is a big deal. The warm-up yes. time is huge. I mean, that it's not going to get caught on stuff. Gimme that you won't have the same ability to compress it while you're laying down seems like a big deal to me. Like, I don't see any, I don't see any back steps here. As, as for how about you? Do you see anything where you're like, oh God, they shouldn't have changed that? No, I, uh, for us, because we came into this with G6, we haven't had the hard time that a lot of other people have had. And so we've been really, really grateful for the G6 and it's been wonderful. But this, I had to pinch myself. I felt like I was dreaming. It is just a really good product in my opinion. That's good to hear. Okay. Well, thank you, um, Emily, for doing this for me. I'm going to say goodbye to you now, just in case, you know, Henry and I really hit it off and this is the end of you. So um, can you stick stick those AirPods in his ears? Yes, I can. Here he is. Hey, Henry, how are you? I'm Scott. Uh, I'm good. Good. Uh, 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 how are you today? Oh, uh, I'm getting over COVID. Thank you. Uh, so oh. I'm better than I was yesterday. Uh, your mom can't hear us. It's just you and me. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Is she still there though? Yeah, she's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let us let her think we're talking about her for a second. It'll make her uncomfortable. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> how is she as a mom? Decent, good, or not okay? Pretty good. Pretty good. Really nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. She doesn't hit you. No. No. Okay. I mean, if you if you need help, you'll tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> she seems she seems lovely. Uh, you have an older brother, is that right? Uh. Yes. Yeah. And do you remember being diagnosed with type one? Uh yes. I don't remember it too clearly, which probably for the better. But um, I do still remember it. Okay. Henry, your your voice is so deep. It's like you're seventy years old, but you're you're thir- you're are you twelve? I'm twelve. Yeah. Wow, you have a very nice deep voice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll come in handy for you as you're getting older. Um, <laughs> your mom was telling me you don't want to pump. Can you tell me about that? Uh, so yeah, I um when we were first introduced to it, it sounded like a good idea, but um. I didn't like the idea of changing something every three days because it seemed very, very inconvenient. Mm-hmm. As well as, um, um, it the like situation where it would, like have something connected to you and then it would be connected to monitor device thing, and then it, you'd have to keep that somewhere. It seemed very, as again, inconvenient, and yeah. so I, I felt like the my situation with the g6 felt uh like the way it was going felt very good so that i would just stick with that okay that makes sense uh well i wasn't you know i'm not pressuring you i was just wondering what you were thinking uh when you said that did you look at a tubed pump or a tubeless pump or did you look at all of them uh we looked at um i can't remember now it was probably a tubeless pump Okay. But, um, yeah, I st- um, the, the three day situation was not good for me. <laughs> yeah. You just did not want to be switching it every three days. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, and you make out okay with, um, carrying a pen with you and you don't have any trouble with, with obviously injecting. Are you good with injecting a lot? If you have to, like if you eat something that's very heavy carbs and your blood sugar starts going up, you're not bothered by injecting and re-injecting again. I mean, I get irritated because I ha- when I get high, I usually stay high for a bit, but I still get irritated, but I, I will uh, do multiple injections easily. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if the pumps got to the point where the algorithms were working so well that it would take away a lot of that, do you think that would be a good enough, um, I, I don't know, do you think that would be enough of a reason for you to change if you knew that suddenly if your blood sugar was trying to go up that a pump would see that and keep giving you more insulin, you wouldn't have to think about it as much, for example? Uh, yeah, I do think that would be nice if. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, I guess you see what the future brings. So let me just ask you a couple of questions about G7 before I, I let you go. Um, okay. You wore G6 for a number of years, obviously. Was was switching to G7 a change for you that was positive, negative? How did you feel about it? Oh, I think it was very positive because um, the, G, the G6... Uh, I can't remember when we started using it. We used like the Libra thing mm-hmm. for a bit, but then we switched to it. It just kind of happened. I can't really remember when it happened, but then um, 
uh, the G7 felt very like like it happened like at, um it, it, there it feels like not much has changed but it still feels like uh um something's different yeah yeah if, if is that it makes sense no it does so I, I I totally understand what you're saying the um so the G7 functionally feels a lot like wearing G6 because of the process that you go through is is changed but still similar but is is the big change for you just the size of the device has that been a benefit uh yeah it is because i can i can barely uh notice it at, um and uh, even when i am like trying to like like see where it is i can it's hard for me to find it because of how small it is as for the g6 it was like three times a day that i would accidentally notice it because mm -hmm. of how like clunky and big it was right. not clung not big but it was like in it was kind of large well compared to this one right it's it's a lot bigger <laughs> yeah. yeah so how about sleeping with it have you noticed the uh, an improvement there yeah, definitely. Um, when I, I, I usually, I don't stay still in my sleep as I like to move around as, um, and so, uh, with the smaller sensor, it's easier for me to kind of, uh, sleep on a side that I'm comfortable, but comfortable on but also uh like situate my arm so that it, it, it's possible to still sleep on that side just not like um in uh 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 mess up the sensor yeah yeah so you were getting compression lows before your mom was telling me yeah it's nice not to get that and get woken up by an alarm that's not not necessary this is really, uh, how about the, um, I know you're only on your second one, but has your mom put both of them on for you or have you done it yet with the, with the inserter? Um, my mom did it the first time and then, uh, I think my dad did it the second time. Yeah. My dad did it the second time. Previously with G6, were you doing it or were they helping you still? Uh, they were helping me still because for a while I was doing it on my, uh, my, uh, my, I was doing it in the, uh, the upper butt oh. and, uh, until like, until like last year when I started using my arm about um, and so, but I still can't really do it on my own. Right. Because of reach and where it's at, it's a little difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Um, my, my daughter was like, here, help me with this. Help me with this. And then she had to go to college and she's like, I can do this. And she, and she just started doing it. So apparently, uh, um, a necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, Hey, your mom told me that when you were little, you could speak like other languages, but you lost it. You don't, could you, do you have any now? Uh, well, so I used to speak really good, really, really good French, um, because we lived in Belgium and that's when I started going to school. So, mm -hmm. um, and it was like a, um, the only, 
uh, you could only the only time it was necessary to speak English was like talking to your friends. And so when you when you had to communicate to the teacher, it was usually French. And so I learned it and I learned pretty well because there wasn't a distinct French class. It was just everything was in French and I kind of got the hang of it. But yeah. then after we moved to London, I forgot got basically all of it and um uh because now that's london and french is just a subject we um i was i got i lost my fluency in french and now that we're here in germany i'm much better at german than i was at french mm -hmm. i think but yeah <laughs> well so the, the only uh, i was gonna say the uk um, you know, in London, Germany now, you've been in America, Belgium. Do you have a favorite spot? Is there one of those places you wish you lived? Um, because they're all nice. I mean, I definitely have, uh, uh, I definitely have a pre preference, but I can't, I can't think with all the, uh, top ones. I mean, my my favorites have been Germany and London, mm -hmm. but I can't think between them because uh, in London, the community was really nice. And like the, the stuff we could do, like uh, uh, there was this bookstore and we lived around it. Mm -hmm. As in Germany, the school's really nice. Um, there's not much to do around our area. There is like, we can go, uh, go to other parts of Germany, but I'd say that uh, London has pretty has been my favorite place so gotcha. far. Nice, that's excellent. So if I, I'm going to let you go in a second, um, and I appreciate you doing this, Henry. But if I asked you to say, I don't know, my name is Henry and I have diabetes in German, you can just spit that out. Uh, no, I I can say uh. My name is Henry Heisa, uh, Henry, but, uh, I don't, I don't know the words for type one diabetes. My, one of my friends, we had this project where we were like helping each other with the subject. He gave me some flashcards on like diabetes stuff in German. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking to like, look over those sometime. Got it. So you speak better with the everyday words that are necessary. Uh, yeah. yeah okay. Um, I, I'm better with like, uh, the, if I, if I've lost my way. Mm -hmm. and so that's good. Please help me get home. Stuff like that. <laughs> that's excellent. All right. Well, Henry, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and I, I hope you're enjoying the G7. It sounds like you are. Um, it sounds like you're doing terrific and, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I appreciate your time. If you give me back to your mom, I'll say goodbye to her before I go. Okay. Thank, thank you. Hey man. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. Hello. Hey Emily, I just wanted to tell you before you went, he was delightful. Good job. Making, <laughs> oh, a, making a kid and everything. Um, when you, <laughs> early in the, in the episode, you talked about that you put up a, a post in the, in the juice box podcast, Facebook group, the private group. I actually found it and you know, there's, I don't know. People don't care about this, but there's like 30,000 members in the group. 
and posts are like, you know, I can see tracking on them. Like how often do people see them? Your post reached 21,000 of the 30,000 people in there. Oh my God. Which is insane (laughs) because that's incredible. If I get up there and I'm like, Hey, it's the guy from the podcast. I don't reach that many people (laughs) and people are pretty excited usually when I show up and they're like, Oh, the guy from the podcast is here, you know? And so this is just to me an indication of how much people are interested in this. I mean, that's a, I think, yeah, people have been talking about it and thinking about it and speculating about it for so long that it's just such a big deal. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a stunning percentage of, I like, I couldn't believe it when it scrolled up. I was like, that's stunning that it, it hit that many impressions um, and, and had a big conversation, 350 comments and, you know, thousands of likes and stuff like that. Really, really terrific. So anyway, I appreciate you sharing it with everybody there. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. I know you're not feeling well. Uh, it was a big deal. Uh, for me. No, I appreciate it. I've had so much help from people in the community. I appreciate the opportunity to give back even in a small way. So thank you. Well, this should keep their whistles wet until, um, <laughs> until, uh, until it makes it to the U S but thank you. So well, much. hopefully sooner rather than later. I know people were very gracious in congratulating us about it. And I appreciate that as well. Yeah. So we'll cross our fingers for a Christmas miracle, but we'll keep in mind probably the beginning of 2023. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Hopefully Christmas miracle, but yes, that would be nice. First, I want to thank Henry and Emily for coming on the show today and sharing their experiences with the Dexcom G7. I'm going to thank the sponsors as well. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Get started with Dexcom today. Use my link. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Type it into a browser. Click on it somewhere, please. Who else are we going to thank? US Med. That's right. Go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Or call 888-721-1514. Get your diabetes supplies the way we do from US Med. Listen, I'm still sick, so I'm just going to say thanks so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast because I can't talk much longer. I, You have no idea. I'm out of breath.